everybody. So we are so excited. We are the Hallmarkies podcast and we are here doing a special bonus podcast here to talk to one of our favorite uh, hall stars, the amazing Paul Campbell. And Amber's here. I'm Rachel and Amber's here to talk to Paul. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Sorry, I'm freaking out. I'm not very ex- talkative right now. I'm just trying to keep my cool. <laughs> And it's Paul Campbell. <laughs> so, Paul, thank you so much for being on our little podcast. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here, and I'm thrilled that Amber's doing such a good job of keeping her cool. Uh, so, uh, so good. Let's see if she can maintain it throughout. <laughs> it's going to be a real struggle. <laughs> much. Uh, I have confidence. <laughs> so, Paul... Uh, for those of uh, our audience that aren't uh, uh, as steeped in Hallmark uh, as uh, we are, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became, what inspired you to be an actor. Oh, wow. You want to go deep. This yeah. is a oh, deep yeah. cut. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, uh, well, I'm Canadian. I was born in Vancouver. And uh, I, um, what inspired me to be an actor? I was actually, my whole life, I thought I was going to be a carpenter. I wanted to be a carpenter. I wanted to build houses. And so from a very young age, I started, uh, I developed a real love for woodworking and all things carpentry. And then when I graduated from high school, I joined a framing crew and I started building houses, uh, which was kind of what I had always dreamed of doing. And after about three or four years of that, I just got really tired of working in the rain. I don't know if you know Vancouver very well, but I was sick of it. And it wasn't what I thought it would be at all. I think um, I just was, I saw saw all my friends doing these other things and they seemed really happy. (laughs) I I was so miserable for like seven months of the year when it rained. For the five sunny months, I was happy, but for seven months of the year, I was miserable. And uh, I remember very distinctly one day, a friend of mine who had been doing some background work, he was, uh, he was an extra on a film that Will Smith was doing. I was talking to him after a miserable winter day. And he was like, oh man, I was hanging out with Will Smith on set today and they give us free food. And I'm making like $17 an hour. And I was like, I'm making $6 an hour eating Mr. Noodle. I'm doing the wrong thing. So he's like, you should come and do background work. So I, I thought, okay, I'll try that. But I, for, I thought I had to take an acting class to do background work. So I took an acting class and I just fell in love with it. And um, I knew right away that I wanted to go to theater school or that I wanted to pursue something. I just loved I loved what I was doing and I knew that there were careers to be had. So I applied to two theater schools. I got accepted into one. And then, um, and then after I graduated, I pretty much just started working. Um, and it's kind of been, I kind of just lucked into a really, really great career. I kind of stumbled into it and, and here I am. That, that's, um, that's what inspired me. Rain, rain inspired me. <laughs> So if you'd been born in Tampa, we we would not have gotten Paul Campbell the actor. No, I'd have like super callous hands. I'd be really tan. I'd have like, I'd have weird like skin issues because I would always be working with my shirt off. I, I would just be a mess. Right now. <laughs> we well, I guess we're super glad you're Canadian. Yeah, thank you. Me too. It's all it's all really worked out for me. <laughs> as, as being Canadian often does for Canadians. 
Yeah, it works out for the Hallmark world as well. It sure does. Yeah. Because Hallmark would not... Uh, I genuinely think that Hallmark would not have expanded so quickly in sort of the last five or six years or have the breadth of production that they have if Canada did, did not exist. Hallmark shoots at least 50% of their movies in Canada right now. Oh, yeah. At least. At least. Yeah. It's, I think it's probably more like 80%. Yeah, you, you're probably right. You, like, literally, you cannot drive through Vancouver without running over a craft service guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all working for Hallmark. It was so funny on the uh, Mistletoe Inn uh, uh-huh. this last weekend. They subbed out uh, Vancouver for New York very skillfully. We were very or toronto we're not sure what canadian city it was but it was <laughs> yeah they do uh, they, they do like a couple days of exteriors often they'll, they'll like take a small crew to new york and they'll shoot some pretty wide exteriors and then when they go in all the exterior scenes that they shoot in vancouver you notice the camera's pretty tight on those faces for most of it <laughs> I think that's a building in the background, but it could be a dinosaur. I don't actually know what. Probably New York, though. Only yeah. New York has dinosaurs like that. Right. Um, I've played Vancouver for New York a couple times. Yeah. For sure, yeah. And Once Upon a Holiday, probably. Yeah, Once Upon a Holiday was actually mostly shot in New Westminster, which is um, one of the oldest parts of town. So it a lot of the low buildings are made of brick and they work really well for New York. Um, downtown Vancouver is tougher because it's just a lot of green glass and steel. It's not, it doesn't play New York quite as well, but there's definitely areas that they've, they've got a few little pockets around British Columbia that they, they go to every time when they want to make it look like other cities. And they know them all by now. They, they've known oh, yeah. them. <laughs> Hallmark knows every single nook and cranny of this city. Um, they, they basically live here. They, they've, they've done really well by, uh, our crews and our actors. Uh, we're, I think everybody here is incredibly thankful for crown media. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's what we wanted to ask you. So like, what's it like to be on a Hallmark movie? Like how much notice do you get? And like, what are the hours like? What's it like being on set? Like all of that fun stuff. It's the best. Uh, in general, it's the best. Hallmark movies are, in my experience, some of the most enjoyable projects to work on. They, um, they, the, in terms of how much notice you get, it depends a little bit on where you fall on the cast list. If you're one of the two leads, usually you, you have three weeks probably three weeks to a month's notice they usually offer out those roles sometimes they're auditioning for them but usually they offer them out and they like to to get their ducks in a row as soon as possible but um i'll say this with uh sunset and romance which was a movie that i actually produced this was the first movie that i produced did a bunch of writing on um we we were right down to the wire i mean we were location scouting a week before we shot the movie. We, we were so close to, we had a hard day that we had to start production, like actual go to camera on the movie. And it came right down to the wire for casting, for everything on that one. Um, I think Hallmark knows themselves so well, you just kind of trust in the machine that ultimately it, the job will get done, but it's not always like you have two months out that you can kind of breathe easy and, and have everything just ready to go. Like sometimes 
sometimes it's a last minute scramble. Um, but then once, once everything's locked in, they have locations, they have their cast, the movies themselves are so enjoyable to shoot because they're not, they're not pulling long days. I mean, homework's really good with their budgeting, with their finances. They know exactly how much money they have to spend. So they're not pulling 14 hour days. Um, often on these movies because overtime is pretty expensive. So you get in, you kind of have a, uh, you know, you'll have a rehearsal in the morning uh, for the scene. You'll, they'll be ready to shoot. You'll start shooting. It's so much fun. You're not doing a ton of takes. You're not really laboring over stuff. And I think the, the nice thing about Hallmark is it's such feel good family content, but, emotionally it's just really enjoyable to play those scenes people are generally pretty happy and when you're happy and having fun in a scene you're genuinely having fun in that scene um mm -hmm. if it's a like an emotionally wrought dark you know scary mm -hmm. scene those scenes those are really difficult days emotionally and hallmark mm -hmm. with hallmark you just kind of get in you have fun and you get out and everybody feels good at the end of the day and um everybody from the producers to right on down to the production assistants, everybody's just enjoying themselves. It's a really nice atmosphere here. Mm, that's really good um, to hear. Work on yeah. Yeah. Because we're just amazed at like how there's still like some for this season of Christmas that haven't been finished yet. We're like, wow. Yeah. The turnaround is, um, and I found this getting to see behind the camera on the last project, the turnaround, their turnaround time, which means the day from the, the day they wrap until the day it's on the air is lightning quick compared to like a normal production schedule. They had, we, we wrapped Sunset and Romance uh, the end of July, I think. And it was, or sorry, the end of June. Oh and it was gosh. on the air. Yeah, it was on the air in the middle of August. Or like It was like a six-week yeah. turnaround from the day we finished shooting to the day it was on the air. Uh, it's just incredible that they can get all that done. <laughs> That's amazing. It's the kind of like Christmas – did you grow up like watching a lot of Christmas movies? Was that something – or these kind of movies is something that you liked? I didn't grow up necessarily watching Hallmark-style movies, but, I mean, in Canada, we don't even have the Hallmark Channel. You can't get Hallmark Channel. So um, we have, like, syndicated versions. There's the W Network in Canada, which airs a lot of Hallmark content. So we're finally getting a lot of Hallmark content, uh, sort of same-day release in Canada now that it comes out in, in the U.S. But when I was growing up, that wasn't really an option. So for me, it was more classic Christmas films, uh, and I mean, my favorite Christmas film growing up was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, and it probably still is one of my favorite <laughs> Christmas movies. But, you know, my family was, we didn't watch a ton of movies. Um, I, I wasn't really a kid that grew up in front of the TV. So I definitely remember Christmas movies being a part of my life, but it wasn't like a huge, huge part. Christmas was huge for me. Christmas was always a really, really big holiday and my favorite holiday of the year. But no, I guess I wouldn't say that Christmas movies mm -hmm. necessarily were part of that as much. Yeah, that's the funny thing is that my parents watch almost no media of any kind. Like, it's just like they just like have this daughter who's like super into all this stuff and they're like, we don't know what happened. 
<laughs> How did this happen? But uh, yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people's parents were probably similar. It's a it's a different generation, you know. My parents didn't really watch a ton of TV. They didn't have access to movies in the same way either. I mean, yeah. I remember having to rent VCRs and. You, it was like, I don't even know how much it costs to rent that VCR. And you had to have a, a special trailer to pull up behind the car because it weighed about 300 pounds. Um, so, so getting movies into the house was a really special thing that didn't happen very often until I was sort of in my teens when VCRs were, you know, you, you could get them for under $100. But yeah. I don't know. I'm really dating myself here. I sound- <laughs> Did I mention that I'm 84? <laughs> Uh, yeah, my dad, the last movie that he saw in the theater was Les Miserables. <laughs> which says oh, wow. And it, was, yeah. and it was live in the theater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a live production. Yeah. It was the original production of Les Miserables. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, so your first movie, correct me if I'm wrong, was Window Wonderland, correct? For Park? Yeah, that's correct. So what was that like? It was the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, Window Wonderland is still probably my favorite Hallmark movie that I've done. Um, only because, well, I guess for a number of reasons, but because it was the first film that I ever, that I did with Hallmark. So it, it will always kind of have a special place in my heart. I love the script so much. It's such a cute story. And I think, um, is evidenced by the fact that Hallmark still replays it 10 times every Christmas season. I think that that movie really connected with people and uh, the writers of that movie, Tippi and Neil Dabrowski, who are two of my favorite people in the world. I've done two of their movies now and have become good friends with them. Mm -hmm. Um, They wrote the script and I, I just love their writing, their comedic sensibility, their timing, their, sort of sentimental side everything that they write is kind of an exact fit for who i am and who my personality is so when i read the script i just immediately immediately got it like i i went into audition i had never auditioned for those producers or that director before uh and i just knew that i had it i mean it's very rare that you walk into an audition thinking this is my job to lose, but I kind of knew that this was my job to lose because there wasn't a single moment. There wasn't a single beat that I didn't feel like I just completely understood. And, uh, and then working on the film was just so much fun. It was, it was such a different experience than I had had on some of my previous series work. I had done predominantly drama, um, like really dramatic stuff before that. And this was like a really nice change. It was just so light and fun and sweet. And, uh, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. Well, so did we. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's my second favorite Hallmark movie of all time. So What? You're killing me here. I What's know. your first? The Nine Lives of Christmas. I don't think I've seen it. It's got cats in it and a fireman. I mean... <laughs> It's Cats all about the big guns. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I can't compete with that. Cats or firemen. Yeah. That just became my favorite Hallmark movie of all time. Well, we also we like the fact that it's uh, hashtag short hair on for Kyler because hardly any of these 
uh, Hallmark ladies have short hair. And she, I don't know. No. A little different. And uh, I don't know, fun. And you guys had really good chemistry, I think, in it. Thank you, yeah. The food fight scene, the most fun thing you've ever filmed? <laughs> it was definitely up there. Um, yeah, that, that was sort of, it was in the script. It was sort of vague what that scene actually was, that it was really supposed to be a food fight. I mean, I know it was inspiration for the, for the final window of the movie, but yeah, that was, it's not very often the director kind of just says, all right, just have fun. Just do do what you want to do and have fun. Just don't make too much of a mess because we only have one change of wardrobe for all of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, like all the laughter in that scene and in all the scenes, it's completely organic. Anytime you see people in, I would say in most of the Hallmark movies, anytime you see people laughing and enjoying themselves, chances are they're actually laughing and enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's again, one of the really nice things about Hallmark. But yeah, throwing buns at people and throwing potatoes is just, it's ridiculous fun. It, it just, it's like, I, it's those moments where I wonder who, like, I stop and sort of take a moment to, to consider that someone is paying me to do this. And it's uh, it's remarkable that um, that this is my job. It just makes no sense to me. Still, <laughs> it's a good life, the Hallmark life. It, it is. It's a good life. <laughs> nice. Um, do work. <laughs> so, surprised by love was next. Yep. That's my and that favorite. was also the same writers as Window Wonderland, correct? Correct. Yeah, Tippy and Neil. That is my favorite of your films. I know Whoa, you, okay. Yeah, I like it. I like Hillary Burton very much. Okay, yeah. And I, I like you, obviously. But um, but she is so fun, and you guys have good chemistry as well. Like, you're just a chemistry machine. Thank you. I think when you have a really fun script and the dialogue is fun and the scenes are fun, you know, people are when people are able to just relax and enjoy themselves, mm-hmm. it's hard not for it to come across on camera that everyone's just enjoying themselves you know there's uh mm-hmm. i don't think i've had a hallmark experience um where i wasn't just completely relaxed and having fun and i think it in in all instances i think it translates really well and when you're genuinely having fun the audience is genuinely having fun and surprised mm-hmm. by love again that sort of tippy and neil silliness without being too broad and that sentimental without being too schmaltzy it's they just find the perfect blend in those movies and surprised by love was um was again uh, just another example of that and the the character gridley that i played it was actually based on a good friend of theirs his name is gridley his last name is gridley and uh he's just a goof he's like he's kind of exactly that guy and they wrote it completely with him in mind and i had a chance to meet him at a they were hosting a little party at their house for some something and he was there and we chatted a bit and he was exactly the guy that they had written in that movie it was pretty funny hmm. well i love that one as well that was where it went from oh the guy who's in window wonderland that i love to oh my gosh i love paul campbell he's the best oh thank you <laughs> thank you that, that movie solidified your place as the king of hallmark in my opinion wow that's huge praise i'll take it Thank you. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I see myself as the king of Hallmark, but maybe the Joker, maybe like the, <laughs> maybe like a Duke. I'd like to work with Tim Conway on that. Was he funny? Uh, yeah, Tim, 
I, I still, to this day, would say that that experience with Tim Conway was one of the absolute highlights of my career, just because I, um, I grew up watching Tim, not unlike Carol Burnett. I mean, I've seen some of that stuff, but watching Apple Dumpling Gang, I watched, mm -hmm. you know, Tim and Don Knotts working together. I was such a huge fan of his as a kid and then was such an incredible get for him to come and do that movie because, I mean, since when does Tim Conway work on Hallmark movies? And he was so game and he was so fun. And his, uh, his physical stuff, like his ability to turn just a, a simple prop into a five-minute hysterical scene was just it was just unparalleled and he had the entire crew in stitches multiple times like there was literally times when we would look over and the cameraman was just shake like his shoulders were shaking you could see the camera moving on his shoulders <laughs> and tim wasn't saying anything he had the stupid fish that he was playing with and he had a, a plate of cake that he was eating at one point and he was doing an entire bit with the fork and it didn't all make it into the movie because it was just five minutes. He would just go until you said cut. And then the second you said cut, the entire place would just erupt in hysterics. Mm -hmm. uh, and he'd kind of look around and do a goofy grin and say, okay, did we get it? Or are we going to go again? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he'd do it again and he'd do five more minutes with something completely different. It was just one of those really, really special moments that I will always remember. Once upon a holiday would be next. Yeah. Let's get real here. Once upon a holiday, let's get talking about some real stuff. Okay. <laughs> I am a big fan. It's in my top 12 of Hallmark. Oh, wow. You movies. are legit. You've got things itemized. I mean, so this is when this movie was announced, when they announced it, I was watching, like, I was on the internet with my cousin looking at the announcements of the new holiday movies. And we both just turned to each other and we said, oh, it's Paul Campbell. And we were <laughs> so excited. Oh, that's so funny. So and if what you want to do a shout out to Liberty, that's her name. She'll probably. To Liberty? Die. Yeah. I would love to do a shout out to Liberty. Liberty! <laughs> Here's your shout out. Hi, Liberty. You want a singing shout out. This is yeah, very exciting. It's the musical shout out. You can't beat it. I was channeling Bill Murray there a little bit, who's, who's my favorite comedy actor if not just actor of all time and he always says a liberty yeah that's all right. and i find myself just doing that voice uh as an homage to bill murray so oh. uh, you got my best bill murray right there congratulations Excellent. so now i need you to be in a time loop movie like groundhog day on the hallmark channel oh my gosh yes that would how fun would that be that would be, would be fun. i think they've done one of those haven't they didn't they and do something I don't know if the Hallmark has done a time loop one. I know there was a time loop one on ABC Family for Christmas. Was that the Amy Smart? No. Yes. Amy Smart. Oh, yeah. The 12, Smart, the 12, 12 dates. Yeah. There you, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's a good uh, that one. That was really well done. I'm not going to try and produce another one like that because they set <laughs> too high a bar. I'm not that good. <laughs> well, maybe we can get Nina writing, uh, writing uh, the time loop one. That's yes, <laughs> that's a good idea. We should. So there is a, a a pantheon, you might say, of Hallmark princess movies. So you can yes. consider yourself as part of that grand tradition. And I know. This officially put you in the, the running to become a Hallmark king if you marry a Hallmark princess. 
Oh my gosh! You mean like in real life? I have to marry a Hallmark princess? <laughs> no, I mean, well, Meghan Markle's already taken. So. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, my wife probably would also have. So- I feel like she'd have an opinion on that. I'm not going to say what that opinion would be, but I'm sure she would have a thought on that. Uh, I'm guessing not favorable, but you never know. She's pretty open-minded. Right. Uh, yeah, I was joking yesterday on the Twitter that there are this season, not just from Hallmark, but there are like six Christmas princess movies this season. There's My Christmas Prince, there's Christmas Princess, there's Princess. <laughs> so why do you think that this one particularly has sort of, I guess, stood the test of time? That people really like it, uh, it's um, one that, what do you think works about it? I think that what we have going in our favor is that it's really grounded. I think that um, I, I would say that for all the movies that I've been in, the even the princess stuff and um, like the the princess stuff, you could go either way. You can go really sort of fairy tale, whimsical, or you can or you can really ground it. And I don't know. I think the dialogue, everything about that movie was just really organic and natural and sweet um, and believable. And if you, if you aim to make your characters believable and relatable, you know, as much as a princess can be relatable, but I think she was, um, mm-hmm. I think, she, I think she was really grounded and, and played it smartly. She wasn't sort of princessy as much as just a regular girl who wanted to experience Christmas uh, like a regular person and it it just makes the movie really accessible so you get real connection you get real connection between the two people there's a real emotional love story there as opposed to i don't know sometimes those sort of more whimsical movies and the more fantastical princessy ones seem like more of a fairy tale and maybe don't resonate in the same way if that makes sense mm-hmm. absolutely uh, that's just how we always, that's always my approach to any of these characters and to any of the movies. It's just really grounding the stories. And even in these sort of like exceptional worlds that we create for them, if you can, if you can play everything as truthfully and as honestly as possible, I think people really connect with those. People yeah. connect to yeah. those films and they connect with the characters. Well, and I think it, because it started out with her and her mother and so anybody can relate to that feeling of like of your you know your experiences with your own mother and christmas and everything like that so it's not one of those like stuffy princess movies no no and it's also set in a world that's not princess world it's not in a castle it's not around a prince it's not around royalty she's just kind of slumming it with this guy and she's living in his world and it um it makes it more real that way Yes. And I've always seen this movie as sort of an homage, as it were, to Roman Holiday. Um, Yes, exactly right. Yeah. I was just wondering if that was, you know, something you guys were going for, because I don't know how you wouldn't have, but I just... No, I think it's a a classic tale, and it was a... It is an homage to that, in a sense. I don't think we were... we. It certainly wasn't discussed, like, okay, this is something that we're trying to even recreate or even really something we were trying to like 
consciously pay homage to, but yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely probably inspired at least in part by that film. And mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, with, the funny thing with Hallmark is now they're producing, I don't even know, they've got something like 95 original projects that they're doing this year, including series and films, which means they're probably doing 30 Christmas films or I don't even know, 25, mm-hmm. like, you're kind of running out of content. They really work inside a framework of a style of filmmaking and a story construct that appeals to their audience. And they've, they've really figured out what works. They've done such a great job of that, but it's, it's tough to find fresh stories and fresh titles for these movies, you know, that sound new and don't feel like you're repeating themselves. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really starting to transition into the, production and the writing side as well as the acting and uh i've pitched a number of christmas films and it's really tough to come up with stuff that doesn't feel like it's already been sort of discovered territory um yeah Yeah. so yeah i guess it is an homage to roman holiday definitely with you know with sort of its fresh spin on it yeah absolutely yeah they're the branding kings there's no doubt about it when it comes to hallmark uh but yeah there's 33 new christmas movies alone just this season incredible that's incredible (laughs) yeah and people i I mean i can't even think of any other production company at all producing that much original content in such period of time they can't they they just can't keep up and and having seen the inner workings of of what goes on at Hallmark. They don't have a huge staff working over there. They don't have a huge in-house production staff. These people are machines. They're incredible what they do. I mean, they're yeah. literally juggling at any, at any given time, a production executive over there is juggling 10 projects and they are so hands-on with notes. I mean, they're reading every draft. They're giving extensive notes. They're looking at wardrobe. They're looking at locations. I mean, they are, in complete control of their product and their brand. And I just, it's mind boggling. I don't know how they keep up and they just keep growing and growing and growing. And they've, they've announced this new Hallmark drama channel, which means um, probably in the next few years, they're going to start producing a lot of their own dramatic content as well, I would imagine. And uh, it's just going to, it's going to double probably the amount of, production it's it's incredible what they're doing over there yeah they're making us work hard i can't even imagine how hard they're working <laughs> i know I mean, what a nightmare how are we supposed to keep up <laughs> what are we doing two podcasts a week now to keep up <laughs> that's out of control <laughs> jeepers guys <laughs> yeah we, we, <laughs> we had six movies on last new six new movies on last our last podcast and uh yeah, and the, the two of the movies from next week uh, on the tenth, we don't even have posters for. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, what is going on over there? <laughs> there. Yeah. So it's pretty funny, but um. Okay. So let's. And then uh, I did want to ask you. Um. So in Once Upon a Holiday, your character, um, Jack, is kind of a jack of all trades, but he's you know. Oh, I get it. I see a handyman carpenter guy. Um, so did you get, enjoy being able to bring some of your experience in carpentry into that role and where you got to work with that beautiful slab of wood and just plane it? I really did. I'm not going to lie. I loved it. Uh, 
And uh, I really had to convince them that I could use the circular saw. There's a scene <laughs> where I'm cutting a piece of wood and they were like, they were freaking out. They had their, they had their stunt guy come over. They had their like set safety guy come over and talk to me about, I'm like, guys, I've spent a thousand hours using this tool. I know exactly what I'm doing. And the guy was like showing me how to use it. And I'm like, actually, can I make a quick correction there? <laughs> this, this is actually how you would use this. So you don't cut your leg off back away, man. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, of course I had the goggles and the hearing protection, which of course you need, but it was, it was, it was, uh, it's rare that you get to use equipment or you get to use props in a movie where you're that at home. I was like, this is, this is actually my, this is my vocation. Acting is number two. I'm a trained carpenter. I mean, I still do it to this day. I'm literally, as we speak, I'm driving to my mother's house to finish the six month remodel project that I've been doing on her house. It was a full renovation. And, uh, you know, like this is, this is what I do in my downtime. So to go and be on set holding tools was, was actually pretty funny for me. So what you're saying is you could be like, you could have your own HGTV show where you go do renovations for people's houses. I have a, I have a pitch that I'm actually working on right now for that very show. I would watch that show so much because <laughs> that would be my two favorite things. Model and Paul Campbell. <laughs> you could just come to my mom's house and sit on a milk crate and watch get the same experience and you don't have to pay extra for cheap tv well you know <laughs> my mom would feed you too i mean this is a win-win you might be careful about making these offers <laughs> it's too far it's in canada yeah. you have to cross a border oh my god well if if that's what's holding you back forget it <laughs> Offer officially rescinded. If you make a Utah movie, you, <laughs> watch out. If you make I a did. movie in Utah. I did a movie know. in Utah a couple, uh, in 2006. I did a movie called The Bag Boy about professional grocery bagging, uh, like competitive grocery bagging. We shot it in, um, in uh, uh, Salt Lake City. Wow. Yeah, so I was there, and where the hell were you is the question. <laughs> probably in class oh i probably should have been in class <laughs> okay so la your last film that we were talking about is sun sand and romance which as you said you uh were a producer on yeah how fun so was that one like was it like all work and no play or was it like fun to be at this resort and like and or but was it pretty business trip kind of thing um, it was a, a it was a perfect blend of both the the resort we really lucked out because the, the movie was originally supposed to shoot in Savannah Georgia and then for some there was an issue that came up with that and um, and Hallmark said well that we've kind of lost that as an option so we're looking at Cancun and I was like, what <laughs> what because I didn't know that Hallmark did um, like off continent productions they they really just for for cost and for uh tax breaks and stuff they typically don't go out of the u.s or canada but um so this was a completely uh wonderful surprise and they found this resort that had opened i think in like december of last year so it was brand new mm -hmm. it was in this beautiful little isolated peninsula and the resort which is like a five-star resort was only about 10 percent 
occupied and 10% occupancy. And they basically just gave us the run of the place to shoot anywhere we wanted. Uh, we shot in all of their restaurants. We shot around the pools and we weren't having to deal with, you know, moving, shuffling people, shuffling guests out of the way. We, we just had the entire place for two weeks and then they put us up in these gorgeous suites and my wife and my little boy came and they were, um, they spent the entire shoot in Mexico with us. So I had my family there and it was literally wake up in the morning, have a beautiful breakfast, walk down to the pool, shoot a few scenes, come back for lunch. Like it was just, it was paradise. It was, it was by far the most spoiled I've ever been on a movie set. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah, it wasn't terrible. Don't feel bad for me. <laughs> and so in this movie, um, obviously you are playing across Trisha Helfer. Yeah. Who was also on Battlestar Galactica. And I don't remember if you guys had any scenes together in Battlestar Galactica. Um, so was this like a reunion or was it just sort of like, oh, hey, we both worked on that project, but you didn't really know each other? Um, no, it, it was, it was, we didn't really work on the project, but we hung out a decent amount. The, the cast hung out a fair amount on that set as a group. So, mm -hmm. um, we definitely knew each other. And then we, we'd seen each other at a couple of functions in Canada. Um, she being Canadian as well, we, she showed up to a couple of things we were at. And then I was working on a TV show, uh, for, for a network called CTV in Canada, a comedy series. And I actually invited her to come and do a guest star on the show. So, Is so that spun she, out that you're talking about? That was spun out, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So she came and did an episode of Spun Out, and we hung out a bunch then and just had a great time. So the, her, her casting was, um, was completely unconnected. I didn't have any say in her casting for this role. And when Hallmark said that they had an offer out to her, I was like, well, of course. This, it couldn't be more perfect because we've got along great forever. I've known her for... 14 years and uh it was just it was it was perfect it's so nice to have a friend and an ally and somebody you already are really comfortable with and have chemistry with to to show up and then just be game to play for three weeks it was it was awesome yeah i because i really enjoyed watching that and having it be that you guy your characters had known each other in the past and then me being like well they are also in battlestar galactica it made me really excited that you both were <laughs> We were trying to work in some sort of a little Easter egg for Battlestar fans. We did that in the in Spun Out. We did it. We had a couple lines exchanged that were like sort of insider Battlestar jokes, and um, and it didn't really work so well with Hallmark. I think they were hip to the vibes, and they were like, <laughs> "You can't do this." First of all, nobody that watches Hallmark is gonna is gonna get a Battlestar reference. I think you're mixing two different worlds there. Um, I would have. Yeah. Well, there you go. You're the one. I, I stand corrected then. <laughs> and the funny thing is, speak, sorry, speaking of you being on Battlestar Galactica, so I really loved Billy on Battlestar Galactica. Thank you. Um, and I was devastated um, when you left for non-spoiler reasons. You know, um, I'm not going to spoil it in case we get anyone hip to Battlestar from this. Um, yeah, thank you. And I did not put together that you, Paul Campbell, were Billy until like Once Upon a Christmas. Really? So, um, yeah, I don't know how I didn't put that together. And then it just made me, it made my adoration of you. <laughs> I'm blushing. Um, <laughs> 
Probably because my hair, I looked like a, I don't know, like a 70 year old Scotsman that had just crawled out from under a rock in Belsar. Like, I don't know what they, <laughs> that had like a full on perm. Uh, in that I just looked so different and I had the rosy cheeks and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was also, it was that, well, it would have been 12 years ago that that would have happened. I was like a, I was a little boy. I was like 23 when that happened. Yeah. Um, and now I'm, I'm fully on my way to becoming a man. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have any preference of working in a series versus doing these, uh, doing these films? Uh, I love them both for different reasons. The, there's something really nice about series work because it's consistent and I really work well with structure in my day to day. So I like sort of having that nine to five, not that a series is ever nine to five, but I like having the structure and, um, and then the, and the films are great too, because you, you, we literally shoot these things in 15 days or three weeks of work. You come in, uh, you, you get it done, you have a lot of fun and then you're on to the next thing. Um, it's just when you're on to the next thing, you're kind of, you know, you're waiting to see what the next thing is going to be as opposed to series work where you go, okay, I can just count on six months of not having to think about what my next job is going to be, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Is that hard to like learn all your lines and stuff in just like three weeks, like in such a short period of time? Uh, no, not for me. I think some people struggle with it, but it, I've always had a pretty good memory for that sort of stuff. I have a terrible memory in general, but for some reason, if I read something, I, I, is, I have sort of a photographic memory in that sense. And, uh, and you get really good. The, the mind is just a muscle. And after you've used it in that way for years and years, you just get really good at learning lines. So I can probably, uh, I could probably pick up a three or four page scene in about 20 minutes. I can just memorize it. And, and then it also helps when you're running lines with your, with your scene partners. Cause that, um, you get verbal cues and stuff like that. So I've never really had a problem with lines unless we've done a 15 or 16 hour day and I'm just exhausted. And then we have another 10 pages of lines the following day to do. Sometimes by the end of that day, I'll start to struggle a little bit if there's just a lot of jargon, but for Hallmark stuff, there's not a lot of jargon. So it's not really an issue. That's true. Well, cool. Well, you are delight and you are so nice to come on our podcast. We really appreciate it. (laughs) My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Um, Well, do you have any, uh, anything that you want to promote or your social media or anything like that? Um, Sure. If you want to follow me on instagram i'm paul campbell official paul campbell official anybody that's not official don't follow them unofficial especially the account called paul campbell unofficial that is officially not me (laughs) and then uh my my twitter handle is uh the very humble the paul campbell the paul campbell and again if it's not the Paul Campbell, that's not me. That's not the Paul Campbell. It's at the Paul Campbell. That's me on Twitter. And uh, it's just a lot of nonsense and um, a lot of stupid things that I post. So come along for the ride. It's a lot of fun. We're along for the ride. That's for sure. I know you are in a big way. I appreciate it. You have a quick question for you. We're starting yeah. trying to make t-shirts so that people know what, to do with their lives um would you mind if we make 
like Paul Campbell fan t-shirts so that all the Paul Campbell fans can have gear. I would be insane to say no to that. <laughs> of course. Of course. I almost, I think I would command you to do that. <laughs> that is a must. What, uh, what would be involved in this Paul Campbell t-shirt? I should probably ask that first. You know, right now it's just going to be like, we're workshopping ideas about like, Something you being the Paul Campbell is the Hallmark King, or you know, just a very simple like I heart Park Paul Campbell, these kinds of things. What if it's this? What if it's just a picture of my face? Uh, it's it says it's a, over where it says Hall, just have a picture of my face, so it's Paul Mark, and then just put a crown on my head, like oh my put God. the Hallmark crown on my head, and then it's, it says Paul Mark. I could 100% do that today. <laughs> okay. Say, it could be done uh, this weekend. That's, so uh, look forward to the Paul Mark t-shirt release. <laughs> <laughs> or even yeah. it could just be like you just, you have Hallmark, and then you have a little red, like, slash through h and put a p and then just have a picture of my face smiling with a crown and then the little like smile the little smile bright smile star off my teeth like the ding one of those something yeah. like that anyway i'm just spitballing here it's a terrible idea that, no that I've come it's up not with. it's amazing and it's happening okay good. <laughs> yeah all right um, wow you'll have to send me one if this happens legitimately okay <laughs> we will and you officially set the bar very high for future guests so i know uh, i know great. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for you're welcome joining us we really appreciate it and uh, so we will have all of your uh, social media whatever contacts in the description section people can check that out please uh follow follow paul and you can follow us at hallmarkies pod on twitter and instagram we post daily on all of that and it's fun and uh we did our emergency snowman's podcast if you want to check that out this week that was a lot of fun and so we're very very busy and we have a uh, next wednesday will be our next episode with uh the next four <laughs> new movies that come out this weekend and so please follow us on all of that and uh amber where can people follow you so people can follow me. I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Yeah, and you can follow us also on iTunes, SoundCloud. We're everywhere. It's very exciting. And you can follow me at Smiling LDS Girl on social media and uh, at Rachel's Reviews on YouTube and iTunes. Check that out. And uh, thanks so much again for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And one last thing I just want to say, Congrats to Amber for keeping her cool like a boss. Oh my gosh, you guys don't even know. So they're like doodle sheet is just like ah just freaking out because I was trying to channel it all to a piece of paper. <laughs> well, you did a good job. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Well, let's do it again. <laughs> I would love to. Okay. We'll see ya.